My name is Emily Harris, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Michael Tobin, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This story is a local look into a national conversation, the urban-rural divide. Oregon's character is often defined by its urban areas. You know, cities like Portland that are filled with all these food carts and copious amounts of coffee shops and really laid-back liberal attitudes. And as a result of these cities driving Oregon's social and political conversations, the voices and perspective of rural Oregonians can be forgotten. But what about their voices? How do they feel about living next to cities? Just 10 miles outside of Eugene, Oregon's third largest city, we heard them. On the 4th of July, Crestwell seems to be a place that is stuck in time in a sense. It feels like an iconic 1950s photograph of small town America. The town meets in the city park in the morning to have a pancake breakfast together, and then they go to watch the parade which proceeds down Crestwell's main street, Oregon Avenue. Even though Crestwell is a town of 5,000 people, a relatively small size, some remember it when it was smaller. This is Suzanne Holt, a lifetime resident of Crestwell. My mother, <laughs> she wrote a book about the adoption of my siblings, and she called it Crestwell the friendly town, and mm-hmm. it seems to be that it is. there's a lot of people that are, uh, and I don't know if her thought was original or not, but they even have a sign that says Crestwell the friendly town. <laughs> Yeah, I, we saw that when we uh, came, yeah. came in on the bus that yeah. we saw that. And uh, she, uh, it just seems to me like there's a lot of people that have lived here for maybe several generations or are related to, I, I had cousins that lived here in Creswell too. I had cousins in uh, Curtin and, you know, other places too. But it just seemed like there's, and sometimes people gossip, you know, but it's, that's, <laughs> just a small town, the way yeah. people do things. And I can remember when it was probably 800 or less people. Wow. And, and like I say, we lived out of town in on kind of in the country a little bit, but I married when I was 24 and I came to Crestwell and I, I've enjoyed living here. And I've seen it turn into a town of 5,000 people. Suzanne's family is Crestwell royalty in a sense. Her father started an adoption agency that adopted orphans who were displaced by the Korean War. Their work continues today through a group called Holt International Children's Services, which is based out of Eugene. Later, they felt called of God to adopt eight admiration children by seeing a a thing about these war orphans of of Korea and how they were not going to be accepted. Of course, uh, the admiration children, there was many, many full Korean children that were uh, also very much affected by the Korean War because of the, their parents were dead or some were badly injured and those kind of things. And so then my father went over to Korea and did adopt eight children and brought them back to us. Suzanne says her parents' Christian faith was the primary driver of their work. With a town of only 5,000 people and what seems to be a church on every block, Cresswell seems to share the same attitude as Suzanne's parents. Even the town museum is located inside of a church. Dave Strom understands this sentiment well. Before becoming Cresswell's mayor, he was a pastor in the town for 30 years. Cresswell's churches acted as support for the town's residents in 2008 when the financial crisis hit. The town was hit particularly hard for one reason. 
Months before the crash, the bald knob veneer industrial site burned to the ground and a hundred jobs were lost. The company that owned the site decided not to rebuild in Cresswell and it devastated the community economically. Well, yeah, with that industrial center, what, what was kind of like the story behind that? Why it burned. It, it burned down. Major fire and that shut them down immediately and they decided not to rebuild. And so all that employment just, just like that ended. During that whole time I was pastoring the church. So how did I feel it? People lost jobs. Just their job was gone. Rick Zetterball, one of Cresswell city councilors, says that his city's residents are flocking to Eugene for work. According to Zetterball, 85% of Cresswell's residents leave the city each day to go to work in Eugene or Springfield. Despite the daily migration, Mayor Strom insists that Cresswell's character won't change. We love being near Eugene Springfield for so many things, but we love being near Eugene Springfield, not Eugene Springfield. You know, we're Cresswell. Yeah. We're different. We're unique. We're special. Now this really begs the question, what does it mean to not be Eugene? And why do Cresswell's residents not want to be Eugene? For one thing, it's political. Eugene voted overwhelmingly for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election, while then-candidate Trump received 53.07% of the vote in Cresswell. That didn't seem to be all that surprising to DeHart. Every day I would leave Eugene where I see all the Bernie signs, and I'd come over the hill on Dillard Road and see all the Trump signs. Oh, yeah. And you get this really vivid sense of the rural-urban divide when you live in Eugene and work in Cresswell. And even though we're not really rural, we're not far from Eugene Springfield, people come here with that sort of mindset, like they want to be part of a different type of city. Eugene is a magnet for academics and social justice advocates alike due to the presence of the university. Dehart says that sometimes these groups can be closed-minded, but the same effect happens in rural areas. And there's a lot of closed-minded liberal opinions there. Yeah. And, you know, you go to any more rural or a good community, you're going to get some closed-minded conservative opinions as well. The most fundamental problem in the urban-rural divide is that there are members of both communities who refuse to speak to each other. Despite the changes over the years to the city's economy, there's still a strong sense of identity within Cresswell. For the time being, Strom says that Cresswell will continue to change but keep its reputation as a friendly city. Cresswell is a vibrant community. I think it's a healthy community and we're growing. But we're growing at a, a slow pace, a Cresswell pace. Mm. We don't have aspirations. A thoughtful pace. A thoughtful pace. We don't have aspirations to be Eugene or Springfield. We want to continue to be Cresswell. Yeah. The friendly city. For the Emerald Podcast Network, I'm Michael Tobin. Additional reporting for this podcast was done by Matteo Sundberg, and this episode was produced by Alec Cohen. You can find Emerald Podcasts on the Emerald homepage in SoundCloud and iTunes, or wherever podcasts can be found. Thanks for listening. <laughs>